0: Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Third Degree Burn. My name is Brian Hughes, and I'm right here with my good friend Tim Elliott. Hey, Tim. Hello. Hello. Um, this is not a regular episode. We're not going to cover a regular book. We are actually going to cover something very current, very new, and very surprising. Uh, what we what we found is that in the past couple of weeks, John Byrne has been doing new artwork. Now, for those of you that don't know or haven't been listening to us, living under a rock or doing whatever, uh, John Byrne has been unemployed, as he refers to it. He didn't want to say retired. He didn't want to say anything else. He wanted to say unemployed because he was just wasn't working. Uh, for the last few years, he had not been doing much in the form of artwork. He'd been doing commissions, but even that stopped, even though he's got some that he uh, is going to do, that he's promised to do uh, for pay and then the work that he's been doing on Star Trek New Visions, the Fumetti books that are the photo montage issues new series episodes of Star Trek the original series and oh, these have been incredibly good, I've enjoyed this series but the series does end at issue 22, which is about to come out or has already come out I'm not sure I think I it
1: came out maybe last, last week, week, didn't it? Maybe last, I think week, last yeah. week.
0: I know I'd ordered it, but uh, I, I'd only ordered a digital copy, and I haven't looked in my thing to see if it was there yet. But um, he he basically said said that he was done for a while that that the passion was gone that he didn't have the the juice to to continue doing it, and I can understand a lot of that based on his feelings on the subject that we've seen over the last few years. Uh, he, you know, in, in, as he described, it had been burned so many times by both DC and Marvel that he really didn't have it in him to work for either of them anymore. And uh, that he would, a lot of things would have to change for him to go back to work for either of them. And uh, he'd been working at IDW. He'd didn't, done a lot of Star Trek work, some angel work. Uh, was there any other thing that he did outside of those
1: um, other than, he,
0: he did the the cover for that Transformers. It was like an Ohtani type cover.
1: Oh, I'm not familiar with that. Yeah, it, he did his he did his coloring book that came out last that's right, Christmas. To
0: the stars and there's a new version out that's colored.
1: Colored, right? I've got so, the coloring book. Yeah,
0: so you can get you can get either version. They're both still out there available, so you should be able to
1: find them. Um, but they have been he, pumping out a lot of his uh like omnibus like the uh, I recently got the Avengers mm-hmm. John Byrne Avengers omnibus and he's got, got his that. um and aren't there aren't, it hasn't come out yet but I think you've got or gonna get the artist edition it is uh the art artifact, artifact edition artifact edition
0: and the that is basically uh, a good number of pages i think 125 or so pages of John Byrne artwork from uh his run on the X-Men Now, they normally have the artist edition of books, like his artist edition of Fantastic Four, where they do every page of of a particular book. But they couldn't do that in this case because, for whatever reasons he has, Terry Austin would not release the pages that he's gotten for that. He's kept those pages, he's not sold them, Hmm. and uh, he would not release them. Because uh, when they worked on stuff like that, they would get basically every other page. You know, Byrne would get one page, Austin would I get one I wonder how one. that works with
1: an anchor. You know, who gets it, the anchor or the... Uh, yeah. or the, the-
0: And for, for whatever reason, Terry Austin uh, did not release his to be used in that. So instead, they came up with this artifact edition, which is going to have a lot more material in it, but not any one full story. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. My wife had promised me this. I think is my Christmas or birthday or some some gift she's getting for me. So it's it's a very very nice gift. So I'm looking forward
1: to that. Are you getting it? No, well I, I haven't really looked at it because those usually tend to be a little pricey. Because uh, it's it's it was, it printed oversized. It, yeah, it's oversized. It's the
0: same size as the uh, the actual, actual drawing page. paper. Yeah, the pages.
1: It's what yeah, it's 17 by 11, I think. Um,
0: and, yeah, and, I mean, it just looks gorgeous. Uh, there's a a guy on the, uh, I believe, the Burn Victims Facebook group that works for IDW, and he's been giving status updates on it. Um, and, uh, but though, I think it may get delayed because of something that Burn had said today, and that was that... Um, let's see if I can find this real quick. Okay, so actually, yeah, July 12th, yeah, today, uh, he asked IDW to change, oh, I'm paraphrasing this, to change the copy, oh, just on their ad. Okay, so it's not going to affect the actual edition itself, just the ad. Um, and and what it is, is it goes back to his work on the on the X-Men date and a severe misconception. And that was that, you know, when... When Byrne was working on Fantastic Four, Fantastic Four was averaging about 250,000 issues in sales each month.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: X-Men, at the same time, was averaging about 400,000. And so a lot of people said, oh, so when Byrne moves to a book, the sales go down. And that wasn't actually the case, because the sales on X-Men were not that high... You know, I think in, when he was on X Men, when he was on Uncanny X Men, the sales never really got much above one hundred and thirty thousand. Well, I think
1: I think by the time he was on FF, the X Men were enjoying the the popularity that, that he and Claremont had created. Yes. that made that made it such a juggernaut that yes, they were absolutely. just riding that wave. So he was already gone. So it wasn't like
0: if he had been there, the sales would have been as high, if not higher. Mhm.
1: Yeah. Probably higher.
0: But you know, I mean, it's one of those things, and this is a this is a subject of contention for Byrne himself is that he seemed, he feels that that comic book store guys have a tendency to say burn books don't sell, and they do sell. They've actually got a built in audience. Now that audience has you know dwindled over the years as many of us have grown up and stopped buying comic books. But usually he's got a built-in audience. Now, all this being said, um, he lately has had an itch, an artistic itch, and he started scratching it. And it started uh, several weeks ago. Let me see if I can... See the date, yeah. Uh, June 16th is when this actually started. He posted out his first pick, which was a, a penciled page of Wolverine uh, grappling and fighting with Sauron and Cyclops down on the ground, mouth agape. And Wolverine and Cyclops appear to be in the X Men costumes that they wore. Right at the time when Byrne left X-Men, Wolverine in the brown costume, uh, and he's pretty scratched up. And then of course Cyclops in the dark blue costume with the nice—I um, I always thought of it as an alien eyes—Cyclops uh, visor.
1: Yeah, it's his standard kind of he, the costume he wore for so long.
0: Yeah, but it was a, it was the second style of visor. You know, the first style was was just a long slit, and that was it. The second one almost had kind of like a binoculars effect around the eyes.
1: Right, it looked like a big, almost like a big pair of sunglasses. Yeah, because it had the kind of rounded cups that went over his ears.
0: Yeah, the yeah now it's the one that, that he started wearing in the all new, all different X Men uh, after Giant Size X Men. Um, anyway, so you know it's it's that Cyclops and that Wolverine, and uh, it looks of course like they're in a savage land, and Wolverine and uh, Sauron are up in the air while Cyclops is down on the ground. And Cyclops, of course, is reaching his hand up like he's about to uh, to uh, fire his blast. But uh, now, this is, of course, the very first sketch that he set out. He said that this was no there's no significance other than scratching that itch. Not for sale. Don't bug Jim. He's talking about Jim Warden, who sells mm-hmm. all of his artwork. Which, if you want to buy any of Byrne's artwork, Jim Warden is the guy to go through. And He's starting to put stuff up on eBay on a weekly basis that's not on the gallery website that they usually sell through. So there's a, a page of Wonder Woman out there right now that's on an eBay uh, auction. But uh, So when you look at this one, though, uh, and, you know, it's like you can tell – I mean, I can tell it's like the first time he's pulled up this in a while to work on something – and he spent a lot of time on it, drawing it, erasing and redrawing. But it's not the most tight of pencils. But at the same time, it's freaking gorgeous.
1: It's not tight pencils, but I think if he, if he inked it or if somebody else came along and inked it, uh, it would be, I would say, consistent with what he's been, his output now. Because even now, I think his, his pencils are a little looser, than, say, the era of when this is kind of uh, mimicking back in the, you know, 70s, 80s. Yeah. Uh, and then a lot of that has to do with who inks it, you know, because Austin, you'll, you're so used to looking at Austin inking it and everything looks so crisp and tight that... Um,
0: it was hard to tell when Burn stopped and Austin began.
1: Yeah. If this is just him, just... I mean, the only, thing, only problem I've got with it is Sar- Saruman, Sar- Sauron. Sauron, yeah. Sauron doesn't look the way he did when he originally drew him. It's hard to... He doesn't look... This, yeah, he doesn't have that pterodactyl kind of head. Like he's got hair and these big kind of buggy eyes. Yeah. That's, that's but true. yeah, you're right. It's, it's gorgeous. It's, it's, its I mean... Uh, and I'll ask you, this is interesting. Why do you think if he just had... Like, you know, he went to scratch this itch. You want to see if he could, you know, if he could draw again, which is... I don't. Know. I think it's kind of silly. It's like, of course he can draw, but why do you think he went back to this subject? Why not an FF splash page? Why not next man? Why not well, some of the great I'll, own stuff?
0: I'll tell you, and and it goes to a theory of mine that that I've been developing since you and I started this this voyage several years ago. Um, is that you know what I what I have found is that when Burn has a passion for something you know, when, when he's got, when the juices are flowing and he's really, you know, got some interest in it and passion to do it, that, you know, his, his pencils are just, you know, gorgeous. And that when, you know, he doesn't have necessarily as much interest in it, when he doesn't have the passion for it, when other things are weighing on him other than, you know, the comic book world, you know, it's not there as much. We saw that, you know, in that That mid-90s era, we saw that his pencils, something happened there. And then when he started doing Generations, he seemed to pick up again. And the work that he did on uh, The Blood of the Demon or Jack Kirby's Fourth World, there was a lot of beautiful stuff in there. Wonder Woman started off rough and then he got into a little bit of a groove, but there was still something missing from it, in my opinion yeah but uh in burn in, Bern, in estimation though he feels that well at least on, on the later pages that he did that the the pencil seemed to be as good as the work that he did on Doom Patrol, and he felt that was some of his best work ever. and so i I definitely I have not read the Doom Patrol yet, and I've been wanting to. I don't actually have it to to sit there and read it, neither digitally or I, I got physical copies in my collection. But um, my son is in the process of doing my books, and he hasn't gotten that far yet. So <laughs> I'm not exactly sure which boxes, which which of my boxes they're in, and that's not a fun journey to go through right now. Uh, but so I want to be able to check those out. I'm, I guess I'm going to have to to buy them digitally or see if I can find a digital trade or something that I can look at because that's the way I seem to be enjoying reading these now. Um, I've you know got the. The omnibus with all the Avengers, I was able to read the West Coast Avengers run in that, and that and was gorgeous. Finally, getting to see that as it was meant to be seen, in my opinion.
1: I recently was at a, a real tiny little, it wasn't even a, a comic show, it was a toy show mm-hmm. uh, last weekend, uh, somewhere in, I can't remember now, but it was a tiny little toy show. That cost like two bucks to get in, and that's what, you know, just Fanula I went to kind of look at it around. And they had some, they had some comics there. Uh, so I was flipping through some stuff, and the guy had some 50-cent bins. And I picked up one or two, like I found a new mutant I was missing and a couple others. But he had a huge run of Burn. And he had probably close to the f- first from one to, I would say... High twenties of Alpha Flight. Oh yeah, he had a bunch of almost all his whole run of West Coast Avengers, and so I picked up some of those West Coast that I was missing, and I picked up just because it's I think it's it's just gorgeous artwork. I picked up a big chunk about twenty issues of his Alpha Flight because uh, not for me because I've got them, but uh, a friend of my boss, his his kid, who's probably eleven uh 12 9 is kind of getting into comics and so if i run across stuff if i've you know i've read it don't want it i'll, I'll pass along so here you go you know if your kid wants to, to read them i picked those up because it's one it's it's, a, it's almost a, a sequential run and i gave them to him and i said hey i pick these up one it's a great story or the stories are great the artwork is great and if this kid's kind of Mimicking the artwork and trying to try to learn how to draw. I said, "Well, you, know, you can't go wrong. If you're trying to draw like John Byrne, and I find myself with Byrne stuff, particularly if I find cheap issues. Yeah. I want to buy them because yep. I want to give them to somebody. Yeah, I want to like here read this because you know this is fifty cents. <laughs> this is cheaper than it was when you bought it. And this is what comics is meant to be. Yeah, you just want to share it. You know, you don't want to you don't want to see them thrown away. It's like." You know, just read this and then pass on to somebody else if you don't want to keep it because it's just, it's just, there are, sometimes there are certain movies I'm that way it's like, I want to buy this movie and give it to everybody because I love it. Especially burn comics are that way. Uh, you just want to, you know, you just want to pack, pay them forward. It's like, here you go, read this and enjoy it.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, no, I'm right there with you. I mean, I, I, I'm always trying to, to educate the masses, so to speak. You, I, I can't tell you how many times I've gone into a comic book shop and asked somebody behind the counter, "Well, do you have any good burnback issues?" And they go, "Who?"
1: <laughs> no, that's now
0: that's not at the the stores that are around here now. Collected Comics, that's that's just down the street from me, and then there's another one a few miles away. Um, those are uh, they they they're big burn guys there. Both shops, uh, the the owners, Ronnie and. I forget the other fellow's name, and I, don't know if I feel bad about that too. Uh, but they are both big Burn fans, and so you know they 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 put usually try to get some good back issues and put them up on their walls at good prices. So I'll walk in there each week and see if they got something that I didn't have or something that I wanted to get as a as a reader or something. Um, but going back to this, um, a couple weeks ago, he'd put out another thing on his website, Burn Robotics. Basically asking, if I were to go back to comics, what would you guys like to see me do? And it was the same thing that we've been seeing all over. Not just here, but on the different Facebook forums. Everybody wanting to go back to X-Men, Fantastic Mm -hmm. Four, Justice League, Avengers. You know, something in that, that, that big Marvel and DC wheelhouse that just has always shown where his greatness lies, you know? And there wasn't anything new or different or you know, challenging, nothing that, nothing that he hadn't done before. And you know I think that when he, when he started testing the waters there to see what people started you know were thinking about, I think that maybe you know it gave him this little idea that maybe you can go back. And I, and I say that because, and this is, this is me just reading a little too much into things. And I'm, I'm definitely one for doing that. I'm definitely one for overanalyzing, and anybody that tells me so will get a, a nod and a wink. But years ago when he wrote Starbrand, he wrote himself actually into the book. I don't know if you remember that.
1: Yeah, it was some kind of a Pittsburgh con or something, wasn't
0: it? Yeah, Pittsburgh con, and he actually met Ken Connell in the Starbrand costume. He and, uh, I think it was Mike Carlin, or whichever editor he was working for at the time. And the, the thing is that, that before Ken Connell came in, a kid was asking him, why don't you go back to the X-Men? And he says, I never go back. And I kind of sat there and read that as Byrne saying to everybody, I don't go backwards. I go forwards onto new things. I don't want to go back and do my old stuff. And the closest that we really ever got to that was X-Men The Hidden Years. Mm-hmm. But that was still him doing a new book. I mean, it's not x-men as he did it with you know terry austin and chris claremont it was that other stuff and he did it very much in the style of neil adams and tom palmer and he even had tom palmer inking him and he's even gone on record as saying that if he was ever to go back to marvel of dc he'd probably the only thing you'd probably do is go back and pick up x-men the hidden years and that would be pretty cool because he'd be able to pick up right where he left off there he didn't lose anything you know on that in continuity
1: well, he wouldn't have to worry about making sure things fit in continuity.
0: But, I mean, that's the thing is that he was making it fit in continuity. That was the beauty of it. I mean, I guess you could—you might have questions about where Storm fit in and all that because he brought her into the book,
1: but I well, think it no, still fits. What I mean is that he wouldn't have – if he's, if he's draw, uh, writing and drawing that as opposed to the current issue, then he has a lot of editorial interference by, well – you've got to tie him with this uh, crossover that if he's doing the hidden years, he can kind of do whatever he wants to do. It's all in the past. So he gives more freedom.
0: Yes, exactly. And I mean, the the thing is, is that him doing this work right here that we see him doing. And, you know, it's obvious that, you know, there's definitely a lot of passion in this because the pencils are, are looking really good. Uh, have you looked at the second page? Now, in this case, the second page is, uh, the one with mostly Cyclops and Storm, where he's oh, looking okay. through the bushes, and then Storm comes flying overhead, and she gets her eyes get caught face-to-face with Sauron's eyes. Let
1: me see I find that one. Okay, yeah, I've got it now.
0: Yeah. So that was his second page
1: there. And, um... It looks like he's just kind of retelling, just borrowing from the, you know, the, the Savage Land issues that he, which are what, 10, is that around 108, 109, 110, mm-hmm.
0: something like that? Yeah, um, I mean, I, again, this is, you know, he says, you know, this isn't any special moment or place or time or, or anything. It's just part of him scratching an itch but he is creating some kind of sequential story he's telling us
1: some kind of a story
0: yeah but again we'll get a little uh derailed on that as as we move forward but uh, you know there's that and again i'm not an artist so i don't understand if you if you're looking at that page two-thirds of the way down there's that little 60 degree thing just before yeah i
1: don't know what that is i don't know what that means Maybe it's like a, uh, it would be a, maybe that's some kind of an inker's uh, mark. In- if, it's yeah, somebody so- was, yeah, if somebody's coming on to ink, maybe it means something.
0: Yeah, I mean, either for the inker or the colorist, and, and yeah. you know, something along those lines, but, you know, it, it, it doesn't, I, I, I don't know what it, what it actually means. There were, there was some point where people did ask some questions, but it was on later, later scans that he did. But, uh, do you think Storm's cape in that second panel is a little too big and flowing?
1: It's a little too big around her, around her shoulders. Yeah.
0: Her, her arms seem a little small and not not as well defined. So I guess that's a little bit looser on the pencils there.
1: Yeah, but if you look at it, you you can't really tell that he did some rough breakdowns and then went over them. They don't they don't really look like there are any. It maybe he unless he did breakdowns to kind of figure out how he was going to do his layout and then went back to these pages and penciled them
0: because when he started the fantastic four um a couple issues in he started creating his own pencil shorthand that he would do before he'd ink something and that's part of what made his style become what it did in the later issues as opposed to those first several issues because that first several issues almost had to feel like terry austin was inking them
1: Mm mm-hmm yeah
0: and then after terror in a tiny town after that you could see that his penciling started to change or, or the artwork started to change a little bit um of course you know we had the differences that, that went on with the thing after uh childhood's end i think that was the name of that issue or at least that's what it said on the cover yeah um but again, you know, it's like he had a penciling shorthand. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's using that penciling shorthand here, but it could be the case. Um, it's just that, yeah, there's a, that kind of lack of definition there around her arms. But, you know, and there's no curvy crackle at all. I mean, there's lightning. But you'd almost expect there to be a little bit of curvy crackle in there, wouldn't you?
1: A little bit. But maybe that's something that's – maybe that's something that's normally would put in by the anchor – yeah. I mean, you don't know how you know, when they go to, to embellish this how much more that's going to be.
0: Now, uh, um, if you guys aren't, I, again, and I'll state this uh, several times, if you guys aren't don't know what we're talking about here on this, if you'll go to burnrobotics.com and look at the forum that says uh, Pencil Practice, um, Pencil Practice, or if you go to the uh, any one of the John Byrne forums on the on Facebook, right now – uh, they're putting the pages out as Byrne is putting them out. And he's putting them out almost daily uh, as, as he's been working on these. And hopefully I can get this edited and put out rather quick. So uh, it'll catch everybody, you know, right now when all this is very fresh. But, uh, yeah, so that's that's the second page right there. And I love the shot of Cyclops there touching his visor. And yeah,
1: like he's fixing the...
0: Yeah, I just, I, I, I mean, the thing is, I can't tell if, if he went to touch it and then saw storm, so he stopped. And then, of course, she gets face-to-face with Sauron, and you can see the look on her face in the bottom panel. And that's almost got a silver banshee look to it. But that's just because it's just the pencils. It's, I love her eyes, though.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's got a... She gives her kind of uh, her kind of cat eyes.
0: Yeah, it's it's haunted Just, haunted cat.
1: Mm-hmm. Did you notice that uh, I'm looking over this thread because I haven't looked at these before? You yeah. you sent these to me and suggested we have this little show. Do you notice that somebody has taken one of these pages and inked it?
0: Yes, um, they've been,
1: Miguel they, Mata Negro. There's
0: several, and yeah, there's several people that have been trying their hand at inking certain pages, certain pieces.
1: Yeah, several and, of them. Here. I and see them.
0: they've even posted them back, in Burns critique them in some ways or other. Usually, it's the other <laughs> when someone has really missed the point of the pencils. But uh, yeah. It's, it's, some of
1: these are not. Some of these are not bad. No, really, they've no. kind of captured his style.
0: Yeah, but it, it just goes to sh- to show me though, and it, just sh- it shows me though that that when we get the the comic books themselves, the finished book, that we're losing somewhat of Burns' mastery of artwork. And I'll use uh, as a good example this next page where you see. Uh, The next page is the one where Storm is there and something is, like, leaping at her, a monster. Mm Mm-hmm. And then down below you see Cyclops, and he uh, unleashes his optic blast at Sauron and hits him.
1: And he's falling or something. What is that? Something...
0: Yeah, Cyclops hits him, and it looks like he's falling, but he seems to, like, disappear and all that. And I think that's part of Sauron's ability to cast Illusion.
1: Well, this is, yeah, because if you look at this, this monster is Wolverine, is transforming, or at least he's making it appear to her that yeah. Wolverine has transformed into this kind of monstrous version of himself.
0: Yeah, but look at the, on, on the right side of the page, as Storm is there taking up, you know, two thirds of the page, the level of detail he's put into the cape, into her boots, her leg, everything as she is close up to you. And, you know, even the side boob and her hair and everything, there's so much detail in that. When that gets inked, we lose all that. And, uh, you know, if you look at, if, if you do a search right now for the, uh, the Artifact Edition, they've got the front cover of X-Men, I think it's 136, where Cyclops is standing there holding Jean just like Superman's holding Supergirl in Crisis mm-hmm. number, what, eight.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah yeah
0: hey. yeah and uh but but uh the detail the pencil detail of that cover so blows me away compared to what we got from the comic book and i was just like man you know we 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 kind of lose out when we get to the the final product of the beauty of some of this art now and and Byrne was talking about the this himself and he says if only we as the readers could see Dave Cochran's pencils versus what we get in the inked and, and colored version. He says because we're missing out on just a, a master artist
1: mm. in,
0: in his original pencils, and I, I'd have to say that's the case because i sometimes Dave Cochran's you know work leaves me a little cold. But again, it's inked by somebody else. It's not inked by him, and, and his pencils apparently are a lot more detailed. Than uh, what we're what we're seeing in the finished you know comic books.
1: Well, I think with with pencils and and why you lose this with inking maybe because it's cleaned up and you don't see kind of you don't see the imperfections. Right. With pencils, like we're looking at here, you have a much more personal connection to the artist. And once it's inked, even though the inker is is an, also an artist, somehow he is sterilizing them, sterilizing them a little bit, but and making them more of a, uh, a, a finished product. You know, it's, it's, it's been packaged and it's been ready to go to press. So you lose a little bit of that individual, uh, um, uh, I used to have a figure art, um, uh, draw a figure drawing teacher that said that, you know, drawing is one of the most personal things you can do. It, it, it's, it reveals so much of your personality cause, because, you know, think of a signature and how powerful your signature is, yeah. and that's just you scrabbling your name out. So when you're seeing these pencils, you're seeing you're seeing the imperfections. You're kind of seeing his thought process. You're seeing his creative method for what he wants to do. And some of that is, and I think a lot of that's lost when it's inked, even though The ink page is just as beautiful, and even when it gets colored, it's just as beautiful. But you lose, you lose that connection to the artist. Does that make sense? Yes. No. No. Yeah, that does
0: make sense. So, how about this page? though? is this page? I mean, that. I mean, it literally leaps out at you when he's got Wolverine turning into that thing.
1: Well, that part of that, that, um, that pose. Reminds me a lot of uh, the scroll attacking the Kree soldier on during the on the dark side of the moon or the blue side of the moon.
0: The blue area, yeah, and when, blue area X Men One Thirty Seven.
1: Right when those two are, are are fighting each other, you know, while the X Men are also defending themselves, there's a scene where the scroll becomes kind of a uh, four armed orange monster or something and jumps at the Kree. Yeah, that's what this that's what this reminded me of.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, no, that's I, I love the the middle image of Wolf, the, the Wolverine monster thing because you've got mm-hmm. Wolverine at the at the left and then the middle image is that morph between them, and then it becomes that, and then of course we shift to Cyclops shooting Sauron, and Sauron kind of fading away, and. Uh,
1: cyclops hand looks a little funny to me and his yeah his fingers are not well defined but
0: yeah and when when cyclops blast hits him is it do you see letters there to the right
1: yeah it's uh scrock
0: scrock okay yeah yeah sometimes i I thought i saw an n in there so i wasn't sure (laughs) yeah okay that's a w okay that's good okay and let me see if I can find that um, that next page. Though in this in, in this page I saw, you know, c- kind of the artwork that we saw like in X-Men Hidden Years. Mm-hmm. And that is where Byrne has a tendency to make the the characters' heads a little larger, more of a caricature than what he did back in the day. I noticed that that his heads, you know, don't necessarily look like the heads of the characters he made in the younger days. It's a little bit larger, a
1: little out of proportion.
0: It, yeah, little, yeah, a lot, little out of proportion. But I mean, that's just part of his style now. Um, but I mean, if you want to, if you want to gauge his style, go back and look at his original Storm. And then look at the storm that he did um, later years in that X-Men annual. I think it was when they had the whole um, Atlantis attacks. Mm -hmm. And that was when he was doing Duo Shade. So that was around the Namor time. And then look at his storm, Hidden Years, and then here. And you can see how she has changed as each one's gone in, in each era. The Duo Shade era was really bizarre. Because very straight lines rather than the curvy organic look that uh, he'd always given her before. And then here it looks more like his hidden years work. But yeah, I can't say that I'm, I'm a big fan of the, the inked page. I think they could have done the, the inked page that um, Peter Martin posted. It's got, you know, some parts of it are, are, are good, but... I don't think he handled Storm that well, and the transition between Wolverine and that monster, he could have done more with that. But I understand why he did it that way. I just didn't like that. And then he kind of left the detail off Sauron that was behind Wolverine.
1: Yeah. That's the second page, right? Or is that the third page? That's, um, That's the third page, I believe. Well, because I'm looking kind of at the thread, and there's one where Storm is... looked like It's almost like it's a, the second page to this, because Storm is kind of in the air, her arms are out, and she's looks like she's kind of blasting Wolverine, who had jumped at her. Cyclops is looking up, and then he runs, I guess Wolverine fell to the ground, and sees kind of a charred Wolverine, yeah. with his hands sticking up. Now, is that the page... After this one?
0: I believe so. I'm, I'm, so okay. I am have to go back to where I was. and.
1: Uh... Well, it makes sense if in the previous page, if she thought Wolverine had turned into a monster and was attacking him, she'd attack him. Looks like she's hitting him with lightning. And he falls to the ground. The Cyclops sees him and he looks like he's kind of burned. Um, because I, what caught my eye was at the bottom, Burn says, what well, he calls it, the third page, but he says, if you get the urge to ink it, don't even think about bone claws, yeah,
0: yeah, I saw that,
1: and uh which why would somebody do bone claws? I mean this day I mean the era this is supposed to be in why would you
0: i I think it was just him trying to show his disdain well,
1: for bone claws i don't I don't blame him,
0: yeah, because he already drew what Wolverine looked like. Underneath, and it was you know I'm of course. It was like his entire skeleton. It it was it was a Terminator like skeleton. Mm -hmm. If you look at that one page from Days of Future Past, when Wolverine gets scragged by the Sentinel.
1: Well, let's just I mean let's just admit the fact that bone claws only came about strictly because they. They decided to strip him of his adamantium. Well, they did want to strip him of his, basically his weapon, because if he doesn't have his claws, he's just a, a guy that heals fast and, you know, can track. So they came up, they retroactively came up with, oh, no, he's he's always had these claws. Uh, now he just has bone claws, so.
0: Yeah. Which page is that uh, art on, on Burns' uh, website? Uh, what page is it? Uh... Page fourteen.
1: Fourteen. So I think I've got our fourteen.
0: I'm on eleven right
1: now. Okay, so fourteen. Same page, Scott. So, got, so uh, the
0: kitty page actually got put out before. That's what happened. The kitty page got put out before. But yeah, that see that's beautiful. Just uh, the look, s- storm exploding in power. hmm And I love all that. And that would be Kirby Crackle and other bits. In the air all around, and Cyclops, in a pose I was a little bit more accustomed to seeing Paul Smith do rather than burn.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Well, essentially, you can see his his process for, for this explosion, this radiating energy or whatever it is. Yeah. He has drawn it, and then he's gone back and erased where... I assume if they ink this they would ink everything and then maybe go back over it with like white out to no, kinda no.
0: this is his paper towel trick is what it is.
1: Is that what that is?
0: Yeah, do you remember that? Um golly. I'd have to look that up. But he has a he has a specific trick that he does with a paper towel. Uh, where he can sit there and make it hit and miss rather than erasing.
1: Oh, to kinda of rub the uh, the pencil off? Yeah. Yeah.
0: But yeah, that's that's pretty cool. And of course, Wolverine. Oh, uh, that's definitely you know, Savage Land.
1: Yep. Yeah. And then of course, Storm looking very very concerned. Well, she doesn't really now she's kind of just now realizing, that, oh, I blasted Wolverine.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and look, even Cyclops. Cyclops's whole uniform is awesome, with the boots and everything.
1: But you know what's odd? And I noticed this in the first page we looked at. What's that? That splash page with uh, Wolverine. Look at uh, look at Burns' artwork from this era. Era. Uh, he never draws heels on his boots. He draws boots as a solid, flat surface. And here he's got heels on Wolverine's boots, and he's got heels on Cyclops' boots. Hmm. I always, and I always, I love the way he did his boot because he would just draw them as a as a flat, uh, flat surface, you know, you know. And I always loved the way he drew his boots that way. But this is just probably something the way he's drawing stuff now. Yeah. But or maybe he drew him and maybe uh, Terry Austin didn't want to ink the <laughs> didn't want to ink the heels, so he took them off. I'm gonna have to go back and look at that. I never even you know, thought about that.
0: Because I always think of Wolverine as someone that wears boots regardless, you know.
1: Yeah, but his costume—he never he, he would do. Uh, go back and look at any of that, his stuff, in you know when his X Men run, I guarantee like, you, you won't find any uh, any heels and boots.
0: Yeah. But then uh, let's go on to the next page. Now the next page is—is uh, is it it's Kitty Pryde, isn't it?
1: Is it the one where he's? Uh, wait a it's the, mu- throwing out the throwing her out the window. No, no, or it's the- a very
0: mundane one. It's Cyclops walking in.
1: Oh, with a dialogue.
0: Yeah, with the dialogue, and, and uh, he later on put out a version of it with the
1: dialogue. Okay. Yeah. With, so this with, is with the word. Balloons. This. This is his dialogue, not somebody else's. Right. Okay. And so you know, it's like he's
0: got uh, Cyclops walking into looks like a control room, like Cerebra, yeah, cerebro's control room, is what it is. And um, the burn tech looks very, very burn tech. Looks really, really good. Uh, Kitty Pride again, you know, he said he had to go back and look at her from his old artwork to make sure he's remaining faithful to it. But it still has that, that caricature uh, bit to it. And it's funny because, like, the the third panel's almost got a, a Bob McCloud... Um, Salbacema look to it on Kitty's face. The so way he's got her in a corner and she's uh,
1: frown. That frown, the yeah. frown on her face.
0: Yeah, the frown on her face. It doesn't look like Burns' normal.
1: Mm. Not at all.
0: No. Now Professor X is spot on, uh, as he did Professor X in the Hidden Years, and Cyclops is you know c- c- you know incognito Cyclops.
1: Well, this would be. Uh... She would be would she be Sprite at this time or is she Shadow Cat? She's
0: Sprite. He even says Sprite. Sprite. Yeah. Yeah. Cause uh yeah, he basically tells her to give him a proper briefing, and so she says, Yeah, we're performing a general scam when Professor X picked up something really cool in the Savage Land. Um, and this goes back to Byrne's portrayal of, of Kitty Pride. He never intended her to be a super genius, you know? Like like Claremont made her. He just intended for her to be a normal, everyday, average teenage girl.
1: I just—I never struck me as sure her being a—at least remembering from when her the uh, reading the issues that she was necessarily a super genius. She just had a <clears throat> she had a knack for computers, but yeah. not that she was like Stark level or or, or uh, Reed Richards level. True. True. But he, he did
0: make her very smart at computers and stuff. Remember her and Doug Ramsey telling the guy at the arcade mm-hmm. that they could make his video games run better. Yeah. You know, yeah, that kind uh, of
1: she, stuff. Yeah. she was kind of a Wesley, Sn- uh, not Wesley Snipes, Wesley, Wesley Crusher. Crusher. Yeah. Wesley Crusher.
0: <laughs> but that's still genius level, you know, that's.
1: Yeah, that's true. Mm.
0: Anyway, so Cyclops comes in. Professor says, "Hey, we need to find out what this is." Cyclops so get the team together. Kitty wants to go. Professor X says, "No, make your best speed, Scott." And next thing you see, the Blackbird is flying off. And I just love the, the, the any any opportunity to see an SR-71 mm-hmm. in action. That's my favorite plane out of everything. So I've always loved the Blackbird, and it's it's mostly because of X Men that is my favorite uh, favorite plane. And at the bottom of that scan. <laughs> Burn writes, somebody make me stop. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and some auto kerning problems with my old font. Um,
0: yeah, I didn't see anything wrong with the lettering, but he apparently thought that there was something not quite right with it. Though he did say he needed to move Kitty's word balloon up closer to Cyclops, so you know that it's intended for Cyclops.
1: Yeah, well, kerning is the space between letters. Ah. Not the space between the lines, That's letting. Uh, The space actually between each letter is called kerning. Uh, So, yeah, it's a little tight, but not so bad you can't read it.
0: Right. Right. Now, he got his his, uh, lettering template from somebody else, and he just lays it down. So, he can sit there and put any word balloon anywhere,
1: and it's... uh, Yeah, I'm sure there's some kind of a program. Yeah. The... Do you think Professor X's right arm is a little long? Yes. <laughs> he looks almost like he's Reed Richards, like he's stretching out. Um...
0: Yeah. And I've noticed that – in the back okay. of all that tech – oh, that's just uh, the field frame over the Savage Land. Okay, yeah. that's what that is. Okay.
1: That. Yeah, that's what I thought for a minute. I thought, what, what are these plants doing in the danger room? Um also, and this is a very interesting, too, you can see how, especially in that first long where Cyclops is first coming in, mm-hmm. you looks like you can see how he's drawn his perspective lines. He's almost drawn a grid, and you see it again yep. in the, the panel below Kitty and the one where Scott is running off. And that's just to help to have him lay out, I guess, his, uh, his walls, his ceiling, uh, and everything else.
0: Yep. Yeah, and it's real big, very obvious in the in that second to last panel when Cyclops is running out.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty heavy, But that would be you know, and he's not using. Uh, I don't know how many artists did this, but I know a lot of comic book artists would use a non-photo blue pen.
0: Yeah, non-repro so blue. Yeah,
1: yeah. So that would uh, it wouldn't you know you get to worry about having to erase everything.
0: Well, yeah, and you can't you can't Xerox it either.
1: Right. Right,
0: it won't copy if, if you've ever bought one of the Marvel tryout books you'll see many many pages in there that are done in that non-repro blue mm-hmm. so you can go in there and ink it yourself
1: right and then just photocopy it <coughs> it's kind of like um, <coughs> sorry I think you hear uh, in films they say you get uh, scripts of red pages mm-hmm. I think that's so if you photocopy it it'll come out all black
0: mm-hmm. or something Yep, yep. Anyway, um,
1: moving on to, what's the next one? So this really seems like the first page.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure.
1: Or it's a a flashback.
0: It it looks like it's a flashback, especially the way it wraps around to the Savage Land underneath that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And then some people doing some unsuccessful attempts to ink it. One guy putting gum in her mouth at one point.
1: At the next page? I haven't seen that
0: one. No, um... On Burns' form in there, let me see if I can find out which... Because it was like right the page afterwards where the guy did that and...
1: Let me look at the next page and see what it shows.
0: I think it's on page 15, but I could be wrong.
1: Uh... Well, somebody's... Ink just the one just ink the top part with her head on it
0: yeah and but they misinterpreted her neck for hair
1: oh yeah they have haven't they what if that's actually ink if that's a digital ink
0: yeah I mean most people are doing it digitally
1: yeah, instead of actually inking it
0: yeah And I guess that's kind of cool, but I'm I'm pretty sure it'd be hard to to try. Okay, yeah, uh, it's actually on page um, 13, and it's that same guy, Michael Montenegro, who, I guess he kind of, John Byrne even asked, he said, why is Kitty chewing gum? And the guy goes, that's supposed to be your tongue. <laughs> and he goes,
1: "Oh, not in my pisses yeah, yeah. is,
0: it? is it? For what should be now be obvious reasons.
1: <laughs> yeah, he just, he just screwed that up.
0: Yeah. And so that leaves us with... That's um, the last page, isn't it?
1: No, we haven't covered. Have we covered all of them?
0: Um, the the one? last one is you see yeah. the X-Men in the Blackbird... And this is, you know, that team from the late '70s, early '80s. You got Cyclops, you got Storm, Colossus, Nightcrawler, Wolverine in the brown costume, and then Kitty in the uh, the uh, New Mutants or her first, you know, costume, right, her. the, the X Men trainee uh, costume, her Sprite costume, basically before she started making her own. And she is looking. It looks like she's looking out the window. Uh, where they're flying, and then they do a close-up shot of Wolverine, where a- apparently he's making a funny remark. And did he
1: like pull her over to spank her? He looks like he's look at his hand. He's fixing to spank her, then she goes intangible, so his his hand goes through her. Yeah. And then she slips through the she slips through the airplane. Yeah. Why he's why he's gonna give her spanking? I don't know.
0: It looked like he he was gonna he thought he was gonna have a little fun with her, you know. Yeah. But it, it's funny because the expression on her face at first when she falls into his lap is one of of surprise. And then you see her start to laugh as she faces away, and she's almost got an evil grin. At the last part before she actually falls out of the jet, and then
1: that, t- that, that, that she's realizing, yeah, I just screwed up. Yeah. Um she can't walk on air so I guess she's not going to fall to her death but
0: right and uh, I mean this right here is uh, my favorite page out of all of them because it's got all of you know it's it's got a, a team there and just the the the, the art on that the, that that progression from the uh spank to her doing her thing and then falling out the plane just gorgeous
1: mm mm-hmm. I wish he had drawn some. I mean, I guess he stuck with Wolverine Storm, but I, I wish he would have worked in some Nightcrawler because I, uh, I love the way he does, um, the way he draws Nightcrawler. Well, he, like I said, he's he's trying to scratch an itch,
0: and this has been the work of a couple weeks. Um, now you, you, the thing you got to remember is that he, used, he was accustomed to doing <coughs> several pages a day, at least two pages a day. Um, when he was doing regular artwork and so this is something he's taking his time on but more telling is what he's been saying about it and um, let's see there's one thing that he said today that was that was by far the most telling and He goes, yeah, I should probably mention for the benefit of those of you who are starting to see this as me laying down a yellow brick road back to Marvel, that even if that happened, you'd not be likely to see these pages there. And then he gives a story. When I set my eyes on the demon at DC, I did a whole pilot issue on spec 22 pencil pages. I showed these pages to the powers that were And their reaction was, to say the least, enthusiastic. We were all set to go. Then one of the higher-ups stepped up to say that we couldn't use the issue as I had drawn it when I was not under contract. I offered to sign any kind of releases necessary, but no go. So I ended up breaking up the issue and using the pages where applicable in other stories. Mm. Same thing is likely to be the case with Marvel. Now, what this says to me is, number one... he's willing to go back to Marvel right now if he can work on the X-Men, X-Men, The Hidden Years and has the freedom to do it as he wants to do it. And I don't see where Marvel would have to worry about reining him in because he's got the template of what he has to do right there in front of him.
1: Well, they they wouldn't have to, he he would have to have very little uh, editorial interference because he he's not doing anything it's gonna mess up with whatever plans they've got for their current <clears throat> their current book. So he could do you know, unless he absolutely decides to do some kind of weird retcon, they could let him do whatever he wanted, you know, that he should have free reign. Right. He 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 should be able to go back
0: and I mean if if he had his druthers, I'm sure he'd like to go back to before they kill the Phoenix. And tell the story the way he like to tell it and continue on from there, his own continuity.
1: Or he could even do what he did with um, uh, Spider-Man and kind of tell the stories in between the panels, you know. And
0: that's what The Hidden Years was, was kind of doing. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, exactly. He should be, a, he, he could do something like that. And I mean, again, you know, whether or not it would be as big a hit or whatever it would be, only time will tell. But it's up to Marvel to sit there and look at it. I kind of think that there's discussions going on between him and somebody at Marvel that that started this, that started the ball rolling on this.
1: It th- could be, and maybe why he's doing it just to, uh, or maybe, and, and, and putting it on his forum is kind of stirring the water to see kind of fan reaction to it.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I think it went back to that other post that he did where he asked everybody, if I went back, what would I do? I think he had already gotten an olive branch from somebody at Marvel. Cause what Casaba's not in charge anymore, is he?
1: He's kinda of moved up. He's not I don't know what he's doing. He's kind of more He's not editorial. No, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know who is it um Um Gosh I'm not even reading him now. I don't know who uh let me see who's doing that stuff. Is it Sabowski? Um,
0: yeah, Sabowski.
1: Sabowski or Sablows or whatever his name is. Yep. C C W or W C or C B C B Sabowski. Yeah.
0: And he wrote as Akira Yoshida for a year. <laughs> so that that might tell you a little bit about uh, his predilections.
1: You yeah, it, it, it's certainly not going to hurt them because it'll sell as as well or better than some of their worst you know there's unless unless burn is going to be wanting too much money which I don't see that I don't know I don't know what kind of a range we could have or if I mean what's the worst they could do if he if he they they allow him to come back in and do what he wants to do and well, you know
0: I, I don't think become, he's going to get any higher page rate than any of their other artists no. And Probably not. The the one thing that, that you know they'll get is a book on time every month, which is something that they're not getting from their other artists or writers, for that matter. So I mean, the the <laughs> they're going to get professionalism. Maybe maybe yeah. though he's worked it out where you know it's like maybe he only wants to do one book a month or you know he's got he's got his own designs on what he wants to do. But it it sounds like there's somebody there that's uh, that is is listening to him or at least talking to him and trying to work things out
1: because they could pr- they could promote the crap out of oh Burns coming back to the X Men yeah I mean you know if if they could coincide that with with the Fox deal going through it's like Marvel gets the X Men back and Burns coming back to the X Men
0: right. Uh, I'm, I'm checking to see if Terry Austin had said anything about would he return to X Men, but uh, no, I can't see anything.
1: Yeah, Bern may not want to. He may not want to ink it himself. He may let somebody else ink I don't know if, if Austin would come back, but they could. Uh,
0: um, yeah, I don't think. Find... I don't think he wants to ink it himself. And and I mean, if if they could get uh, the guy that inked him on the Atom, he didn't enjoy working on the Atom, but he did like the, uh, Trevor Scott's inks. Mm-hmm. And I thought those were those are pretty nice inks. I actually liked Mark Farmer's inks on the Justice League Classified book that he did. Though I, I do wonder if he might have did a little bit more with the faces and burn light, but yeah, mm, I thought I thought his inks were okay. Any, anyway, though, that this opens up the door for a lot of stuff, and you know, it opens up the door for Byrne returning to Marvel, which is something that that I know that I w- I would like to have seen, and I just never would have thought would have been possible, given the the politics of the of the industry there, and how things had gone for him in the past.
1: But maybe there's well, I mean some that that could
0: in front of us.
1: that could yeah that could lead to maybe after he does that for all, maybe he wants to start writing a book Yeah, and have somebody else pencil it. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe he moves into like you always suggested a more of a, a, uh, an advisor or a, a consultant or a creative director type role to kind of guide. And that may, or may not happen. I, I mean, I,
0: if- I think that, that he's actually decided against something like that because you know, the, 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 the Whole thing that goes back to is the idea of him being Mister Fix It or Mister Back to Basics, and and he says he doesn't want to be that guy anymore. You know, so I I mean, again, you we've been talking a lot about the man, about the man's ideas and thoughts and stuff, and I know that's something that you know at the beginning we said we weren't going to do, but you know, with the the dearth of material that he's you know produced over the last few years, we kind of have to get into his motivations here. To understand where he's coming from in all this. And so, you know, I've been looking about and reading what he's been saying, trying to figure out, you know, if there's something I can glean that that would say these things. And what, what they do say is he doesn't want to be Mr. Fix-It Mr. Fix or Mr. Back to Basics. He'd like to be able to just get a book where he can do what he wants to do.
1: Yeah, he just wants to draw comics. Right. I think that maybe it's that simple. He just wants to draw books. Right. And they should let him do that. Tell a story and Um, tell it well. Yeah, yeah. And he can can certainly do that. Yeah, he's definitely, you
0: know, demonstrated it here. And I guess the ball would be in Marvel's court to sit there and say, okay, we can do this. Let's do this. So, you know, right now, you know, it's just kind of wait and see. Every day right now we're getting new bits of artwork from him in this, and I, I don't know if we can call it a sequential story or whatever it is, but whatever it is every day is something news coming out and it's almost like Christmas to see it. So uh, you know I feel lucky to, to be catching it as it's happening and uh, hope that it'll lead somewhere really cool but uh, we'll see.
1: Yeah I'll have to, I'll have to ask him next month when I see him in Boston. Mm.
0: Now are you gonna tell him that you podcast about him? Or are you gonna wear the shirt?
1: i'm gonna wear the shirt in fact i'm thinking of having another shirt made yeah. just uh same shirt but i might get it a different color um because the shirts we have now does say uh third degree burn you know two freaks um at the bottom but i was thinking of and i haven't i was playing with the design yesterday of, of you know so i would say a john burn podcast
0: yeah that'd be great
1: yeah so do we want them uh, listening to us Sure. I don't think we said anything that. I don't think we said anything that he would think is mean spirited or. No. Or, you know, we're being honest about it and we're we're telling it like it is, the kind of way he is. I, I think know, he I, would respect that.
0: I, I, I think the only thing that he probably would tell us is that we're patently wrong on some
1: of our conclusions. Well, that that's <laughs> he would know. Yeah, you no, know, you know, we can't read his mind, so you know we're gonna well, we're gonna. What do you guys think? I mean,
0: uh, hopefully you've been looking at these pages, and uh, if not, you've gone in and discovered them right now, and uh, hopefully you'll, you'll reply back to us. You know, tell us on our Facebook page. Tell us on our email. Gotta get burned at... Uh, golly, <clears throat> I'm losing my voice. Gotta get know, burned getting, at I'm... gmail.com. And uh, just, you know, let us know what you think here. This is... Uh, we're in a new territory, and, and it's kind of exciting, but uh, we just don't know where it's going to head. Maybe, maybe yeah. we'll know in a few weeks.
1: Yeah, mean if we just get these pages from him every couple, that's you know that's great, uh, just as it is. But if he actually goes back and starts doing new stuff, that's even
0: yeah, well, even better. I kind of have a feeling that when he and Shatner get together in Boston, that they're going to make an announcement. That they've been working together on a new vision story.
1: That would be cool.
0: Like, or even if, like, Shatter did with
1: Judith and Garfield Reeves Stevens, or the other you know people he's worked with. Hmm. Or even if he's going to draw it, maybe it's not going to be a photo novel. Maybe he's actually going to pencil. I don't think he'll do something that
0: because that would that would mean he's going to have to do photo referencing on Kirk and Smith. That's, like that. That's true. I think he'd rather do the the photo montage because it gives him it actually gives him more freedom. In, in that realm
1: yeah and I, th- I think a lot of that too is he was it was a new a new talent that he picked up you know he was learning a new tool mm-hmm. he's being creative but he was doing it in a different way and i think that's how you know this i think burn has to be i, I, I don't think he could be idle for long you know he says he, he's got an he scratch it but i don't think he could just you know if he can still pick up a pencil and draw i don't think he's an artist and he creates all the time i don't think he's going to ever be able to just okay i'm not going to draw anymore i don't think he can do that i think he has to have some kind of outlet for all this stuff that's in his head
0: Well, i I know that that drawing some characters actually cause causes him I, i don't want to say pain but it does bug him because he's got such bad experiences Mm-hmm. Working, you know, with those characters, not because the characters themselves are good or bad to write, but because the editorial staff or the experiences around it. And, you know, the very reason why he walked away from Indiana Jones is that yeah. it was such a pain to try and do, to try and work on that, to try and work with the Paramount. I believe it was, uh, you know, back in the day to work on this licensed material. and They would tell him that he had to redo everything. And then trying to do lightnesses, you know, on, on different characters. and so it, it,
1: it was such a... Yeah, it could be a pain. Do you... Uh, I don't know if we could post these. We could certainly put a link to these uh, on our Facebook page. You don't think we could post these to Facebook, do you? We're not supposed to. Okay, no. so we won't do that. But we I can put a link, I think it would be okay.
0: Yeah, you can put a... I, I would put a link to this thread. And uh, that's, that's what I'll do is I'll, I'll, I'll put it in the... The
1: notes there. A link that way, whoever yeah whoever's listening to this can go easily go find them.
0: Yeah, and uh, that way they can see the full progression. Now that thread is at this point seventeen pages long, and it's got these uh, was it five scans six, six scans six scans but uh, they're spread all out through it and they're not in order and
1: mm-hmm.
0: I mean so you have to kind of collect them all and then put them in the order for yourself. But uh, still, even so, it's gorgeous and fun and, you know, again, it's not a complete story, but I think he's working up towards a complete story. I don't know. We'll see.
1: Yeah, but it's also nice to see the inks that people have inked over his and the different styles. Some of them are very – they really lose his style altogether Mm -hmm. Uh, when they're inking them and they're kind of, you know, and superimposing their own. But – it's interesting it's always interesting to see how people's brains work yes yes yeah well brian you got any uh what are we going to call this thing is this a sidecast is this a mini episode what are we call it uh
0: we'll call it you know uh, a burning freak um <laughs> a
1: first degree burn
0: <laughs> yeah just uh I, I, yeah i'll i'll think about that and and message you um but yeah, this is you know of course not like our normal show, and we we haven't talked about anything else. I I know on our next show that uh, along with doing um, whatever it is that you you're wanting to pick, we're also gonna going to discuss you know things like Steve Ditko and mm-hmm. uh, the the you know other movies and such that come out of Ant Man and the Wasp and yep. you know who knows what Incredibles two maybe. But uh, yeah, this is just a a quick little like a five minute freak almost. Yeah. Uh, but you know, definitely it, it was something dealing with something that you and I have been working on the last couple of years. So I figured no one better than you to talk about this with.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad you added, I, I wasn't even aware of you, so I'm glad you kind of, cause you're, you're in his forum much more than I am. So I've been so busy with work. It's been work and then come home, eat and go to sleep. So
0: I've got to have uh, something to, to help my mind at night. Cause my job is just, it's killing me these days. So mm-hmm, I, I have yeah. to sit there and. You know, get on here, and, and it's it's funny because I work at a computer all day, and yet I'm not, you know, getting away from the computer once I finish work. I go, to, I get onto my personal computer and start milling around there
1: mm-hmm. until
0: my wife peeks her head and says, "Are you are you going to come join us?" <laughs> you know, but uh,
1: Come be a part of the family. Yeah.
0: Anyway, uh, so I'll I'll get this uh, canned up and put out as quick as I can, uh, okay. Hopefully before the weekend, and. Uh, you know, just uh, I guess you and I will uh, talk about when we're going to record our next show and figure that out. And uh, I, I don't get anything yeah, else to say
1: to you. <laughs> no, no, this was a this was a fun little. Uh, it's nice to have a show that's not three hours, so it was it's kind of fun to just kind of hop on, you know, and, and uh, discuss something and hop off. So yep. I'm right. kind of forward to it. So
0: all right, well, thanks. Fun. You. And uh, for Third Degree Burn, I'm Brian Hughes. This guy is, what's your name?
1: I'm, I'm Tim Elliott.
0: And y'all have fun. We'll talk
1: to you later. All right. Good night. Thanks for listening. You can find us and many other great shows at tutufreaks.com. That's T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S dot com. Third Degree Burn is spelled with the number three, R-D-E-E-R-V-E-B-Y-R-N-E, and is part of the Tutu Freaks network of shows. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just look for Third Degree Burn spelled with a number three, and burn spelled B-Y-R-N-E. Compliments, complaints, and recipes can be sent to gottagetburned at gmail.com. That's G-O-T-T-A-G-E-T-B-Y-R-N-E-D at gmail.com. Drop us a line and tell us how we're doing. If you're interested in any of the books we cover in the show, just head over to tutufreaks.com and use the Amazon link to shop. It doesn't cost any extra, but it really helps support the shows. Until next time, this has been Third Degree Burn. All right, I'll be mayor. (laughs) (laughs) I <laughs>